Hello, and welcome to the Aaron Evans Podcast. This podcast is devoted to people who want to love, listen, and live a little better. I'll be sharing my musings as a life coach, a mother, a yogi, an entrepreneur, and I'll be interviewing some of the most inspiring people that I know that are leaving the world a little better than how they found it. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. If you want to stay in touch, you can follow me on Instagram at Aaron underscore Evans. Buckle up and thank you for tuning in. My goodness, have we learned a lot this year. If COVID has taught us anything, it's how adaptable and resilient we really are. And that's something to pat ourselves on the back for because it's been a big year and we've done a really good job. Today's topic of conversation is around the statement, pain is inevitable, suffering is optional. You've likely seen it on a bumper sticker or heard a motivational speaker drop that truth bomb. But at the heart of that statement is the juice to remind us how to live a good life in the face of ever-changing situations. So pain, pain can be physical, like I burn my hand on the stove. Pain can also be emotional. Someone says they don't love me, I don't get the job, I don't get invited to the party. Physical pain is interesting because it's easier to navigate and manage. I burn my hand on the stove, I'm not gonna keep touching the stove with my burnt hand I'll put ice on it, I'll put some cream on it, I'll wrap it up and treat it as it needs to be treated with care and kindness and tenderness. Needs to kind of be left alone to rest and heal. Emotional pain is so much different. We tend, naturally, the function of the mind is to ruminate, to chew, to try to understand why said emotional pain happened. Did you know that the brain is like Teflon for positive accolades and experiences and like Velcro for negative ones? Another really interesting feature of the mind is for one negative comment, it takes 10 positive comments to come back through neutral. So in Rick Hansen's book, The Buddha's Brain, he mentions the first dart, second dart. So the first dart is, Aaron says she doesn't love you. You don't get chosen for that job. That friend group has a party without you. Ouch. The second dart is the the dart that you shoot yourself. And that's the rumination That's the story around. That is the perpetual uh, chewing on to figure out why this keeps happening to you. So the first thing to consider is be on your own side. You know, if Erin says she doesn't love you, her loss. I often say, so what, now what? So the first dart is exactly that. They don't love you. Ow, shot, pain. That's the worst. Now what? 
So then how does one get off this perpetual wheel of suffering? In yoga, we call it dukkha, and it translates as limited space, um, not much space, distraction, uh, an inability to be in the present moment. Eckhart Tolle has a beautiful line, and he says, imagine every present moment was the one that you had wished for. Because that's it, right? We don't like the moment that was presented. The fact that they don't love us. The fact that the world is closed. The fact that we don't have enough money in the bank account to get the vehicle we want. That is a present moment that we don't want. So we are averse to it. We hate it. We avoid it at all costs and create a world to avoid everything that we don't believe we should be getting. So this is where an idea I love comes into play, and that's the idea of symbolic sight. Symbolic sight is the idea that everything that we're presented with is an opportunity to learn a little bit more about humanity and ourselves. It's where the statement, everyone is a teacher, comes from. I meet someone. They rub me the wrong way. They bring up a nasty side of my personality. I get to learn if that's a part of me that I want to carry forward or if I'm willing to let it go. For those who have come to learn, the world is a university. Mary Oliver. So why are you here? You know, what do you love about your life and being alive? Because for me personally, I believe that everyone is put on this planet with some innate vision of their life. So when we get stuck in those cycles of pain and dysfunction, we get farther and farther away from our target. If your target is peace, how quickly can you let go of the meaning-making machine? So you've perhaps heard this theory that we go through life and something happens to us. We get bullied by a group of girls. So we put on a pair of glasses and moving forward, girls are mean and bullies. So every situation we encounter, we assume the worst, that girls are bullies. We move through life, we get more and more of these prescriptions, these eyeglasses that make us see the world in a way that is not accurate with reality. So our journey, our intention as a human is a lot of undoing, a lot of letting go of what happened. You know, just because it happened before doesn't mean it will happen again. Another common function of the mind is what we'll call residue. Something happens at work and makes me angry. Then I come home to my family and I'm not back to neutral. So I carry that annoyance, that irritation into my relationship with my partner and my children. And in order to truly meet each moment, it's to purge the moment that happened before. Yes, learn, digest, reflect. But when pain happens, can you let it go? Can you enter the next playing field, next moment, 
with a quality of curiosity, maybe even excitement. We are attempting to cultivate the I don't know, let's see mind. The mind that sees magic and miracle and that's open to life and for life. At the heart of yoga is this theory that we should be very passionate about our actions, but we act for the sake of action alone. So the moment I'm tied to a reward, you know, I've got a dark agenda, I'll be nice to this person because, the moment there's a dark agenda, I get entangled and enmeshed and it's no longer pure and driven by this idea of, of my trajectory in this life. One more piece about pain. So I've heard Rich Roll call it FOPO, and it's fear of other people's opinions. One opinions are like assholes and everybody's got one. Don't you agree? So here's the thing. How many times have you held back from saying what you wanted to say going after what or who you wanted to go after because you were afraid of what your friends, what your family, what Oprah might think. We are so driven by popular opinion that we would go against our own intuition to be a part of the crowd. So part of navigating pain is to let go of meeting other people's expectations. Change the audience. Make your audience you. Let yourself be your own avatar for what's cool, what's thought-provoking, and and how you want to live. Take a moment and ponder this idea of resentments and ruminations that you're still holding on to. Could have been something that happened five years ago. It could be something that happened yesterday. And not that it didn't hurt, But by ruminating and perpetuating the story and making up more and more layers of story about you deserving that or not being worthy enough for better is creating a rut, a place for you to get stuck and live. I think Carrie Underwood said it best. Yeah, Jesus, take the wheel. The idea is not necessarily a religious connotation, but it is a faith in your own unfolding, a trusting that what is meant for you will always be for you. Our resistance to what is, is what keeps us on the perpetual wheel of suffering. Pain is inevitable, suffering In the name of mastery, let us release the things that no longer serve us. Let's make sure that we make good choices and let go of what other people think about our lives. If you liked what you heard, be sure to rate and subscribe to this podcast. As always, I am so grateful for your attention and I hope you have a fabulous day.